If you're ready to up the ante in your business and become the go-to expert that you know that you really truly are, then you need to listen in to today's conversation with PR mentor Morgan Spencer from Martini Mondays. Morgan has a really good in-depth way of teaching us all what it is we need to do when it comes to putting ourselves out there in the media. So I can't think of a faster way to become an expert in your field than PR, good quality PR. So for instant credibility and to supercharge your growth, then tune in. If you're an ambitious business owner, ready to think big, rewrite your own rules and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. So welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here chatting with you today. Yeah, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, where you're from, and your business. I love the name of your business. I would love at some point if you could sort of explain where the name of that business comes from too. Yeah, sure. So I own Martini Mondays, which is a strategic PR firm based in Brisbane in Australia. And my journey has been quite an interesting one. So I come from a corporate background, working in corporate PR for about 10 years and started Martini Mondays nearly four years ago. And we've sort of evolved from more of an agency structure to now being um, an education business for um, aspiring experts. And the name Martini Mondays has a bit of an interesting story to it. It was actually a bit of a nickname that I picked up when I worked in a PR agency in Sydney. I was all, I was given the nickname Martini Morgs because I was. Oh, loved, were you? I loved a martini. I loved an espresso martini, and um, they um, it was quite a well-known thing in the office I was in. And I remember one Monday afternoon after work, going for a drink with some of the girls I worked with. And we had a martini together and the name just sort of like stuck. So it was like Martini Mondays. And I really, I really loved the name and I felt like it really summarized my like approach to business and life. Like I'm quite a fun, outgoing person. And I love that when you're enjoying a martini with someone, you're sharing great ideas and there's always good vibes. And it also has nothing to do with PR in the way that it's not called Martini Mondays PR or Morgan Spencer PR like it was quite different in my industry um, and really stood out and another element to why I chose that name as well is I really believe in a shaken not stirred PR formula that I use and it just stands out a little bit more and makes it a little bit more fun and exciting yeah that's me in a nutshell yeah, great. Uh, it's it's a it's a great name. It really does stand out. I love it. How did you go? So you said at one point you were you started out as an agency, and you've just sort of changed that around in the last what couple of years or so. Yeah, it was a very big shift for me. So I always started off as a agency style business. So working with a number of clients in different industries um, on their PR strategies and branding communications. And towards the end of 2019, I decided that I wanted to go into the more 
the more education sector. So really wanted to work with people one-on-one uh, as a PR mentor and really focus and hone in on uh, strategy and education. And since then, we've really pivoted the business into being an educator in the space through one-on-one mentoring strategy and now digital products, which has been really exciting. I think for me, it was a personal reason and a business decision. I really wanted to have a little bit more freedom and flexibility in my life. And I also wanted to impact more people. And I love that one-on-one element of what I do. I love getting to really know people and the cusp of what they do and really empower and help them. I think PR is such a teachable skill. It's a really easy skill to master once you sort of know the formula and how it works. And I think it can really change people's business. And to me, that's just really exciting. And I wanted that to be available to as many people as possible. Yeah. PR is one of those things that can be so um, a little bit overwhelming and intimidating, you know, to really put yourself out there. So, and I feel as though if you do have that one-on-one mentor which is what you do more of these days I I think that's really the key to helping people push through that level of you know am I good enough is anyone going to want to listen to me and the things that I have to say you know really all the all the awful things that roll around in our head and I think we'll get to that um at some point as well and sort of talk a little bit more to that all sort of that mindset side of it but it's it is an intimidating thing yeah absolutely and I think that's the first step is the the mindset around it a lot of people get quite overwhelmed by it quite quickly and then don't don't do it uh because of that. and mm-hmm. I think it's like anything in business when we're learning a new skill like I know for myself numbers is definitely not my area so that's probably something that yeah. I don't feel as confident in compared to PR and other and other aspects. And I think it's the same thing when uh, people are learning a new PR skill, they get so overwhelmed and just feel like they can't do it. It's an unattainable skill. And so I, that's really what I'm here for, just to show people what's possible and that once they overcome what's holding them back, like amazing things can happen. Yeah. So with PR, is it really the crux of what it is that you're helping people do? Is it to lift them to an expert status is that kind of a really is that a big part of it when it comes to PR yeah so a big part of what I do is going through a bit of a process so the first process is always looking at your mindset because your mindset as you know will determine all your actions and inactions in business and a lot of the time it's because people don't feel like they're PRable or they're not expert enough or they're not ready to do PR so I help them with that process first and then guiding them through how do they really become the expert and go-to in their industry through achieving as what I call expert media coverage. So that means strategic media coverage that positions them as the go-to person in their industry, which means that they become the first choice of their clients and customers. And I do that through, I guess, a 10-step framework with my mentoring clients and now through my digital product as well. Yeah, I'd love for us to have a bit of a walk through that 10-step framework because, like I say, PR can be really intimidating and overwhelming and where do you start and all that sort of thing. But I know you're going to agree with me on this one, Morgan. I cannot actually think of a faster way to become an expert in your field than quality PR. Like for me, it's a real deal breaker when I'm wanting to work with somebody, when I'm wanting to put my hand in my pocket and give somebody a sizable sum of money it has this like instant credibility that comes with appearing in the right media 
it's a real kind of supercharge, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and with our strategic media coverage and expert media coverage, you basically are being viewed in the spotlight by a journalist who's written about you in a favourable way. So regardless of advertising, which is quite different, you're essentially putting yourself out there and you're saying these things about yourself. When you do PR, someone else is saying that about you as well. So you're very much positioned in a very positive light. And having said that, though, focusing on the right media opportunities is really important because if you're producing the wrong messages to the wrong audience and the wrong platform, that's not going to come across. And that's why I really focus on the strategic side of things. But it has huge potential. Um, and I've seen firsthand like what my clients have been through as well with the media coverage they've received and how their business has grown as a result of that. So it's really exciting. Yeah, it is. And I know myself, I always will go to, you know, we tend to land on people's websites if we're looking at working with somebody. And when you're on that website and it can, it says as seen here or as featured in or whatever it might be, those media outlets, whether they're publications or their television or whatever it is, that is crucial, I think, to just speeding up that process of me going, okay, you are somebody that other people have already ticked. You know, they've said that this person knows what they're talking about. So it's kind of like I get to just skip over all of that part and go, okay, well, this person is an expert. It's proven because all of they've, they've appeared in so many different publications or whatever it might be. So I feel as though it's just once you can get yourself, your own head around how you can use it in your business, then it's a really critical piece to growing your business. Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on there. It's, um, yeah, very powerful. And I think the funny thing is a lot of people assume that to be an expert you need to be extroverted and super outgoing and you need to have all these skills where a lot of my clients are actually highly introverted people and they've had amazing results as well so it's you can be who you want to be and still be an expert and your clients will come to you if they can see the real you as well so I teach a lot about not being scared to be who you really are because that's your superpower that's your magic to be who you are and people will choose you because of that as well. So there's a lot, there's definitely a lot that goes into it that it's not as simple as just pitching a story and getting media coverage. There's a lot of preparation mm-hmm. that we do to get you to that point. Um, and I guess the strategy is there so that you're not just wasting your own time in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Mm. Well, let's run through the 10 step framework that you work with, with your mentoring clients. The first one is master your PR mindset is the very first one. And that's the very crucial start, the start of the process where we really go through your mindset. And so we address limiting beliefs. We talk about potentially things that are sabotaging you and um, setting your mindset up to a really successful start to your PR journey as well. So that's um, a five step strategy that I work through one-on-one with clients. Are we a touch? tough nut to crack when it comes to getting our own heads around PR or by the time people have come to you are they kind of like all right I want to do this I'm here let's make it happen what what do I need to do differently how do I have to think about this yeah well like the funny thing is that when people come to me they're ready to do PR and they really want to be seen as the expert and they don't realize there's a mindset component as much so when I take them on that mindset journey They're like, wow, I wasn't expecting this. And it's so great to see the transformation in them because not only are they now positioning themselves as the expert, they're going on to do other things they never did before because they've got that confidence. 
Yeah, so you've elevated their confidence just in that very first initial step. Definitely, and I'd have to say that's probably what I love the most about mentoring, like seeing that transformation is such a great feeling when someone's really overcome something that's held them back for so long and now they're just doing it and they can see the difference in themselves. So as much as I'm helping them getting the result, which is the PR coverage, I'm also helping them overcome a huge hurdle of um, their limiting belief as well, which to me is just a really rewarding feeling. Yeah, and that that's something that's transferable to every other aspect of your business. Absolutely. When we have that confidence in ourselves and we can really back ourselves and put ourselves out there, like it's amazing what we can actually achieve. It's when we have the inaction and the overwhelm and the frozen feeling that we can't take that action. That's when it, it is really hard for us to progress further in our businesses. And I believe yeah. that we all feel it. Like I feel it myself and I know that so many others do. Like it's normal. Yeah, it's easy to just start putting things off and you don't really know why, but you know, one minute you're, you've got all these plans to put together articles or approach different publications or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden there's every excuse under the sun to not make it happen. So I guess that's, that's number one then is yeah, getting that mindset sorted out. Yeah, absolutely. Very important. Number two. Number two is identify your audience. So this is the first step when we think of doing any PR. We really want to know who we're speaking to. So we look at who our clients are, who our customers are, and their overarching public and audience that we want to reach as well. So that will really determine the strategy of the PR that we do. And the media outlets we work with and the stories that we share will always be dependent on that. And you'd be surprised how deep we go into this process as well. Uh, A lot of people know who their clients are quite well, but we just go into the nitty and gritty a little bit further with that process. Yeah, yeah. So is that just the experience that you bring to the table there to say, okay, well, my audience are women in business who are aged in their 30s and 40s and they're running businesses, they're very busy, they're successful, they're looking at either going to an agency model or they're looking at going um, from an agency model to change things up, you know, like at what point do you then go, okay, you need to be talking to this publication? You know, is that or is it just, this just the start of that conversation? Yes, we really look at who their customers are and the psychographics around their customers, like what we do in marketing. And we really want to look at what kinds of media they're consuming, what kind of stories interest them. So, for example, if you're an accountant and your target audience is small business owners, primarily female, we really want to look at where are they being, where are they, what are they reading, what are they consuming and what do they care about right now. If we make our messaging and our media approach very bland, that's not really going to connect with them. So we just really need to make sure that we really understand who our customers are and everything about them before we can actually start doing anything. Yeah, and that's I guess that's what you're bringing to the table big time is the experience of knowing that this particular audience that you have identified, they are very interested in reading these types of publications or they watch the morning show on the television every morning. I don't know, like that's kind of where you can marry marry up the two, whereas we as business people are really just guessing. Yeah, absolutely. And as business owners, we have to know a lot about our a lot about our customers because that helps us market to them and speak to them and sell to them. Uh, but when we look at our PR, we just sort of take it that little bit further because that really will determine your media strategy. So it's really important yeah. to take the time at the start um, and just get that right. And it's 
it'd be surprising how many truth bombs you have through that whole process as well. Like you realize, oh my gosh, like this is who I should, this is how I should be speaking to my customers. And this is what I should be doing yeah. as well. So there's always a few golden nuggets that come out. Oh, yeah. Just... You can think you know your, your target audience really well, but when you actually sit down and try to articulate it, maybe it can sort of shine a bit of a light on some areas that you're perhaps not really that sure about. Definitely. Yeah, it's very important. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a really good process, I think, for most business owners to go through anyway. I think yeah. the more knowledge yeah. we have on, of our business and of our customers, like the better decisions we can make. Yeah, definitely. Okay, moving on to number three. Number three is my favourite. It's message magic. So this is when we put together and discover your message as an expert. So I explain this in a way that when you have a message for your business and just think of like your buy on your social media page, for example, that's essentially what you do. So, so again, you could be a copywriter or a coach, that's what you do, but your expertise is different to that and that's what we really want to get clear and that's what we position you as. So we spend the time crafting your expert message. So, for example, okay. you could be a copywriter but you're really a sales copywriter for course creators. You're not just a copywriter. Okay, and that's, that's obviously coming uh, directly from the previous step which is having that clarity around who your target audience really is yeah and I also guess like what you want to be known for like what is the problem that you're solving that's the biggest question I ask and mm -hmm. if you're a copywriter like you're not going to be doing copywriting for everyone there's going to be like a niche of people that you help and you help them solve a particular problem and you want to be the go-to person for that problem and so that we build your message around your expertise in that regard so we get really specific um, and I spend with my one-on-one mentoring clients, I spend a lot of time on this. So, um, it's definitely a very important part of that process as well. And another exciting stage as well. Like a lot of people are so surprised. Oh my God, I'm an expert at this. So they get to realize what it is and they get to go through the journey as well. And it's, it's an, a good time for people to sit down and really think about the precise message that they want to get across because we can get kind of caught up in chopping and changing our minds a little bit and one minute we're we're talking about a and the next minute we're talking about b and the next minute we're talking about c and we do that just because we can because we do know a lot of stuff but by having the opportunity to really hone in on that one message gives you a chance to get really clear with your audience yeah definitely yeah absolutely very important part of, yeah. of the process. So I'd say that we probably spend more time at the start in the strategy and the messaging process because once we do that, the pitching process becomes a lot easier. Yeah, great. Okay, so number four. Number four is strategy game plan. So that's where we develop your, your unique strategy, your expert strategy. So that's where we map out everything. So we're looking at considerations that are happening in your market and your industry. We look at your target. We've obviously looked at your target audience already, but we're basically putting that all together. Um, and we're looking at other things like psychographics, keywords, key media outlets, um, things like that as well. So basically pulling it all together. Yeah, okay. A nice strategy. Um, and that just means that it makes it makes your time so much more efficient because you know exactly what you know what the plan is, you know what the game plan is. So you can go out yeah. there and execute it as well and get those good results. 
Yeah. So is this kind of like a written strategy that's there that we can refer back to time and time again? Yeah. So when I work with clients one-on-one as their mentor, they do receive a strategy for me, which has all of that included. Um, But in our digital product that we're about to launch, we have that as part of uh, the course as well. So it's easy for people to formulate themselves and then refer to throughout their journey. Yeah. Great. Like a template. Yeah. 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 So that makes it so much easier. Like anything we do in business, if we don't have a roadmap, then we're just sort of like going about it with no real idea what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I'm a real visual learner. If something's not written up or drawn in a flow chart or a picture or something that I can refer back to over and over again, I'll just, I, I have trouble letting it sink into my head you know I have to see it there so having like that written strategy or map or template or something that you can go back to time and time again just keeps you on you know in focus with where it is that you're actually going definitely and I, I sometimes think strategy gets a bad rap because I think we're so focused on execution and getting that result but if we don't have the strategy component we won't get the results so we really need to make sure that we're spending enough time getting that right because that's going to make your execution time a lot more seamless and more efficient and as a result you're going to get you're going to get a result quicker so I really try and emphasize that strategy is highly important. I think strategy is important in anything in business. Without that strategy, it's going to be hard to get that result you're looking for. Yeah, you're flying blind. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Yeah, totally. We spend too much time in our businesses. We want to get it right sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, I definitely know that if I was working with anyone else, I'd I'd want to have a strategy to just get that confidence that I know that I know what I'm doing. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so fill us in on number five. So number five is to find your genius zone, which is really exciting. So once we've crafted your expert messaging, we then really need to look at your area of genius zone and get really specific because that will then base your content and messaging and what kind of PR that you do. So for example, you could be a graphic designer helping people, helping businesses in the conscious space. So you want your content and your genius zone to be shown that you are the expert in the conscious space of business. So you want your content to be tailored towards that very specific area. And so that's when we map out your genius zone. That's what I call it. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea of having that real clarity around what your genius zone really is. It just allows you to maintain that focus the whole way through. Definitely. And I think um, it's so easy to move away from that when you see media opportunities come up, but then you just really realize, actually, this isn't going to be a good opportunity for me because I'm not going to be sharing what I want to be sharing and what I want to be talking about with my direct audience. And I want to be known for something and being an expert means being known for something. So we yeah. get really... And it's okay to say no to, to opportunities that come your way as well. And I guess that's the, the other thing to it is that once you do get yourself out there, opportunities will just naturally start to flow your way. And at some point you do have to stop and say, well, hang on a moment, um, do I really need to be spending my time on this one? And is that going to get me the result that I was after going by my strategy game plan that we've just put together? Definitely. Yep. And I think once they've got that clarity around their genius zone, it just becomes so much easier. They know what to look for. They know what messages to share. They know what media outlets are going to be good for them. Everything makes sense. Mm, Yeah. Yep. 
Great. Number six. So number six is forward thinking focus. This is probably one of the aspects that sets that makes me different to most PR strategists out there, but I believe in always staying ahead of the game. So always knowing where your industry is going, always knowing what's happening in the news agenda and the world so that you can tailor your PR strategy to be seen as that forward thinking focus um, expert. So we look at forward thinking focus. So for example, it could be what's happening, what's happening if you're a business that services the New Zealand area, what's happening in New Zealand right now? What can you be doing as a business in Australia to tailor to that market? What's happening in, if you're a leadership expert, what's happening in the world of leadership, in the leadership space? What are you doing that is going to supercharge your industry to to that next level? So is it about kind of like being a thought leader? Yeah, so it's a little bit like being a thought leader but looking beyond what's happening, like where is your industry going to be in like two or three years, like like forward-focusing time. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It does make sense. Um, so these days, I'm a business consultant, but my history is in accounting, and we've spent many years looking at, and we we do own an accounting business that my husband runs. But in our many years working and owning an accounting firm, we've spent a lot of time doing exactly that, like looking forward and and trying to determine where the accounting industry is going to go as a whole, because you really need to have a grasp of what the future holds, not just for you as a business owner, but what the future holds for your clients as well. So it's a great sort of thing to be really conscious of anyway in life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just by reading the news and just knowing what's happening in the world and what's happening in your industry is such a good skill to have. And I think I make this a conscious step in my framework so that we are taking the time to really look at what's going on. Like, for example, I've had I've had like Australian clients um, market to New Zealand before any of their competitors are. So they're now getting on top of their demographic before any of their competitors are like things like that if you know what's happening you can make those decisions and then you can Mm. adapt um so it's just having that knowledge and it's just being mindful of what's happening around you yeah yeah definitely definitely um okay I like that one I like that you include that because it's it it is something that we do from time to time it's easy to gonna be easy to skip over that one easy to ignore it Definitely. And I think having, having, having a 10 step process that really covers so much just really sets you up for success. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I can see also that one in particular also being really helpful with a lot of other business decisions that you make within just normal business life, you know, strategic business decisions that you're making all the time. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Power, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next one, number seven. So the next one is called a status of industry game changer. So that's when we take a pause and we really have a look at um, the status that we've achieved from now being that industry game changer for our customers. So now that we've, we've defined our audience, we've defined our message, we've now defined our strategy and now we've defined our genius zone and forward thinking plan. So that's what is the next step. So that is when we craft 
the, what media we're going to be attracting, the conversations that we're having, and we're sort of we're having those conversations with the media as well. We're doing reactive commentary for PR, and we're really taking that step to really hone in on our industry game changing status. So that's as well like getting comfortable with the expert that you are. So that would be showing up on social media differently, communicating differently, um, and just really making sure that you're really showing up as that expert that you want to be because that is all part of it and that's why the mindset is really important too because we want that to be uh, a confidence booster but we also want to make sure that you're showing up as that expert so people are aware that you are that expert. So you're about more than just here's an article, does that article say the things you want to say and is it going to go into the right publication that's going to be uh, something that your target audience will have the opportunity to read. You're also about saying, okay, how can we take everything that we've done to date and insert it into the rest of your business, like your your social media and so forth? Yeah, because being an expert means you have to live and breathe that expertise. Like it has mm. to be has to be in your marketing, it has to be in your social media. You have to own that because if you're only doing it for PR purposes, people read right through that. Yeah, yeah, good point. PR benefit and not because you want to be that expert and you want to be seen as that expert. So it really needs to be holistic. It needs to be across everything and you really need to live and breathe that. Almost like you're waking up every day and you're just like, yep, I'm an expert at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from your website to your socials to the way you're speaking to your clients to any live work that you're doing as far as you know speaking events and and whatnot all of that really can come together once you've put in the hard yards over those first sort of few steps that we spoke about yeah absolutely and I look at myself for an example and like I'm a PR strategist and the fun friend and I'm that person on the weekend every Monday to Friday like that's who I am it's in my DNA um, but that's something that you need to you need to live and breathe. Like you need to believe that you are that expert that people are coming to. You need to show up as yourself authentically. That needs to become like a daily practice for you. And that's um, another reason why I actually have worked on some really fun PR affirmations um, for my clients. Yeah, okay. Just like daily prompts that they can read and listen to whenever they're doubting themselves just to remind themselves that they are here as the expert and they need to show up as the expert. Yeah, I guess it's just always you need to continually be reinforcing step number one, which is around that mindset because mindset you don't just like click your fingers and and all of a sudden all of those fears and concerns have gone away. You need that constant reminder. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm, yeah, okay. Number eight. So number eight is story time. So that's when we get to craft out all of our stories, so all of our headlines, all of our messages, all of our content. What are we going to pitch? Who are we going to pitch to? What does that look like? So that's um, mapping out the entire story process as well. So I help my clients with developing headlines, headlines, news releases, media pitches, media alerts, all of that is included in that sort of process and step. So So here's a question for you. Do you need to be able to write to be able to do a media release? No, because I help you. So um when it comes to a new developing a media release, like we follow like a pyramid um, method, basically that's putting the most important information to the least important information. And I have a template for that. And I also help my clients one-on-one with developing their messaging and their media materials as well. So it's like anything in terms of developing a new skill, it will feel scary at the start. And you may feel like you're sitting there looking at the screen 
not really sure what to say. But once you start, it becomes easier. It gets easier and you develop the, I guess, the skill for it and like the pattern and the and the template just makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, I think I could see what you mean. Like if you were to have a template there that says, okay, well, um, what what does the template sort of say? Do you, like, can you, do you have an idea like off the top of your head the the rough sort of outline of what it is we might pull together when it comes yeah. to creating a media release? So in the templates that I have, I, I actually have an example. So I have an example of a just a made-up story um, yeah. of another business that they can use and fully as an example. And I also, Yeah, that helps. Yeah, which really helps them just sort of like visualise, okay, this is how it's going to look. And then they will also have a template which goes through, you pop this here, you pop this here, you pop this here, just fill in the blanks. And it becomes a lot easier. And then I can always help them as well if that any struggles come up, which I do with my one-on-one clients. But it's all there to make it easier for them. Mm, yeah, and, and you have that in your digital course as well. I yeah, so that's all available in my digital course, all full templates that so basically mm. copy and paste. Yeah, I, I always find that really helpful when you do have a couple of examples there that you can just follow through and try to apply your own content to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it makes it a lot easier. And I know how scary it is learning a new skill. Like if I was looking at some form of accounting spreadsheet, I would have no yeah. idea where to start. I'd be like, what is this? I don't, I don't even want to look. I'm too scared to look. This is just too much. Totally. So it's um it's just like it's just practice, really. Yeah. It's just it's just more yeah, small small um practice over time and like small changes and tweaks and things like that. Um, yeah. But it's, de- oh, it's so achievable. Like it's so like you don't have to be an expert copywriter or, or anything like that to give it a go. Um, yeah. It's really an accessible skill to everyone, which is why I teach it because anyone can learn this and anyone can get results. If you're, if you're willing to put in the time and effort to learn, um, yeah, anyone can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, talk us through number nine. So number nine is called meaningful media relationships, and that's when we really start to build relationships with the media, which I um, give a roadmap and a template for because PR is all about relationships. So it's all about building relationships with uh, the media, um, podcasters, other business owners, like people in the media space because the more people know about you the more they're going to come to you when they have an opportunity and they want to know who you are what you're known for and it's also a mindful and a respectful way to go about getting media outreach as well like at the end of the day journalists are people um, working a job like everyone else and the more they you take that time and effort to go that extra mile for them they're going to remember that and um, they're going to remember you when they have a story opportunity and they're going to come to you. So they're not scary people. They're just everyday people like you and me. Um, But it's really important to get to know who they are so that, for one, you know who you're pitching to, you know what they write about and you know what content they share. But it's also important to build a relationship with them so you've you've established that connection with them and they know who you are. You're not just another blanket pitch in their inbox. Yeah, yeah, okay. And do you help people connect with the media? Yes, I do. I do for my one-on-one clients and I also provide a basically a roadmap so that you can go out there in my course. So how do you go out there and develop relationships with the media? What do you say? What do you do? Where can you find them? They're all things that I include as well and I talk about things like why you should be following them on social media and looking at what they're writing about and reading the stories they produce, reading the content 
that they're writing about and the interviews and the case studies, all of that's really important because if you don't know that, you can't pitch to them. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like pitching a fashion story to a sport magazine. Like you're not going to know what what's going to be relevant. Yeah, you're wasting everybody's time. Yeah, exactly. So spending the time researching that and connecting with journalists is such a valuable skill and I recommend that anyone does it before they even consider writing a pitch. Mm. Yeah, okay. And when you say write a pitch, is that the media release or is that just, what is that? Yeah, so a pitch can be a number of things. So if there's a news story, which was which would be the instance that you'd write a media release, you would do that in a pitch form. So you'd write the media release and a pitch to go with it and send it off. You'd also produce a pitch for a byline. So an expert byline is an article that you've written on a particular topic that you're an expert in and you would send that pitch to get that basically published. Yeah, right. Okay. That makes sense. And then yeah. you can do like a media alert. You can respond to just say there's like a breaking news story happening in the news agenda. If you've connected with a journalist, you could reach out to them and say, hey, I know that this is happening. I would love to make a comment on this issue. I feel like this would really add value to the story and communicate that with your audience or something mm. like that. So there's there's direct pitching and indirect pitching um, and there's a number of different kinds of pitching that you would need to do depending on what it is that you're putting forward and I have all of that included in um, all of my templates so you know what you should be pitching and the kind of style and what should be included. But there's definitely a number of different ways that you can pitch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, great. What about number 10? Number 10 is media domination. So that is the last Yeah, Yay, I love it. So that's when you're being featured in the media and you're consistently practising the skill. Like we don't stop once we've got the one piece of coverage, like we keep going and it's developing that skill and being consistent. So, yeah, getting seen in the media and repractising and like focusing on uh, new pictures that you can be putting out there, like looking at the news. I highly recommend absorbing the news every day if you are wanting to do PR it's the only way that you're going to know what's happening but yeah that's like the end so not the end of your journey but like the end of the process Mm. Um, and then you're just repeating it over and over again so it's such an easy skill to master and especially with like a 10-step process you know exactly what you need to do Um, it's sort of a no-brainer really like it's so accessible for um, experts now to be seen in the media and really change their business, like just through yeah. learning a few key um, skills. Yeah, great. Do you also help people get on other people's podcasts as well? Is that what you is that something you would consider as media? I say with air fingers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And another thing that I will mention as well is when I do work with people one on one, being seen as an expert is different to everyone. So, for example, for one person, it might just be being seen on podcasts regularly and being able to talk to their audience. For someone else, it might be consistent media articles. For someone else, it could be radio. For someone else, it could be speaking. Like it's different for everyone. So really look at what it is that you want to achieve and what kind of expert you want to be because there's really no set strategy. Um, There's like lots of different things as well. Mm. I think podcasting is a really good place to start to really build your confidence, especially if you haven't done any media before, you're really sort of worried about it. Um, It's a really great way to build up your confidence and get really good at sharing your message as well. Yeah, yeah. That it, I think it is too. Podcasting on other people's podcasts is can be kind of nerve wracking to start with when you're first getting into it, but it is the best way to really find your message and hone in on that and 
to be able to, it's like when you were at school and you were learning how to do something in maths and you just didn't get it until you sat there and tried to teach your friend that was sitting next to you and, and you teach them how to do it. And then all of a sudden it means more to you as well. So it really helps you to hone it in. Oh, absolutely. Um, just the other day I had one of my one-on-one clients, um, she sent a pitch out um, that we'd worked on together to a few uh, podcasters and um, within half an hour, all three of them said yes. Oh, great. It was going on those podcasts and I think um, that really helped with her confidence as well. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, you know, I'm ready for the media domination. Let's go. Exactly. This is fun. <laughs> and I think something like that, she'll go on those podcasts and she'll get more confident and she'll speak about her message clearly. And then and then the next time when she looks at maybe pitching for media articles, it's so much easier because she's sort of got that confidence and, and everything as well. Also really good practice if you ever want to do radio interviews or public speaking as well, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, perfect. And podcasts are... They're actually easy. Like if you're going to mess something up, it's okay. It doesn't matter because whoever it is that you're podcasting for, they edit them out, you know, they fix things up and it's it's not as intimidating as it does sound. So, yeah, definitely worthwhile working on some pitches for that sort of thing. Absolutely. And another thing that I didn't mention too is I also uh, work with clients on media training too. So that's getting them prepared for podcasting, for speaking, uh, for interviews so that they are just so prepared and so confident. Um, Yeah. Once you're sort of used to that, it becomes easier. But, yeah, just having that confidence, I think, just really helps at the start of the journey. Yeah. Well, I love that you're offering such a thorough mentoring process for the market because sometimes it can just be a little bit too – I don't know, a little bit hit and miss, you know, do we, we just want to write up an article and have it land in some publication so we can put their logo on our website or, or whatever. That's kind of one tiny little piece of it. But to do such a, a thorough investigation into what it is you are trying to do and your genius zone and the forward thinking focus, it's all stuff that you can take away and put into other areas of your business as well yeah it's it's a life skill it's a business life skill I feel and I like taking people on this journey like they're getting so much more out of it than just learning how to pitch for themselves yeah it's secure media coverage and I think it's like when you work with um a business coach like yourself as well like you're gaining so much knowledge than the result and I think that the knowledge is power as well at the end of the day like and then you can make those great decisions as well. So I really love taking people on the journey. Yeah, great. Well, where can people find out a little bit more about you? Well, head to our website, which is martinimondays.com.au or come and say hello over on Instagram. We are Martini Mondays. You probably see a lot of Martini photos, um, but I'm really friendly. So come and say hello. And if you've got any questions at all, always welcome. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate all of the insight and you've done such a good job at breaking it down for us and showing us that there's a little bit more to it than just like whacking a pitch out there and shooting it off to the media, but at the same time, making it feel really accessible and doable. Oh yeah. Thanks, Jen. It's been so fun and um, chatting to you and talking about all these things and yeah, it's just great to catch up with you as always. Yes, definitely.
Well, thanks so much. And wherever you are listening on the podcast, I will talk to you all again soon. Thanks so much. Bye, Morgan. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook, and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honored that you tuned in.